You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I am Terry Goodlad. Uh, Hi, Terry Goodlad. And joining me today is my beautiful wife, my co-host, Anna Tigray. Thank you. Why do you have a last name Tigray and I have a last name Goodlad? Because I refused to change my name to Tigray when we got married. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Tigray is a pretty cool name. First of all... Tigre is a pretty cool name. Yeah. <laughs> she humbly says. No, um, no I it's think, a cool I, name. I think that when you get married in your 20s, you know. And it's not your first marriage. And, and it's not my first marriage. Right. But not only that, like we have a whole life of like a brand right. that people know us by, you know, our, our, our right. first and last name. And so. I've I've seen that happen over and over where people change their last name and still everybody calls them, right? you know, their maiden name. And that's kind of how I felt like, okay, I'm going to go through the trouble of changing my name on passports and all of that paperwork and, and still, still everybody's going to call me Anna Tigre. <laughs> and so with you, you've got Anna Maria Panay. Tigre. good luck. Oh, that wouldn't work. Could you imagine trying to get through the Dallas airport? And then, okay. and then honestly, and- another reason why... Is because I'm very, very good friends. One of my best friends is your ex-wife. Right. And Elaine kept her last name for the same reason because she is known as Elaine Goodlad. See, most people think we're brother and sister. Now, so, yeah. so how how do you how do you figure in all that? No, now they do, but you know, when you and I first started dating, it was because now it's a decade later, nobody even knows what happened. Right. But when we started dating, um, you know, um, Elaine was very prominent. She's Elaine Goodlad. I didn't want to be like, I'm Goodlad. She's Goodlad. He's good. I don't know. It's a it club. Was, it's a club. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, it felt like it felt the right you get, thing you to get do. Two weekends. Two do, weekends. Uh, do you a year get offended? Club. That I'm club. not Goodlad. <laughs> no, not at all. No, you know, the some, only time. It, the only time. <laughs> okay, we, we use hotels. This is not an advertisement. <laughs> we use hotels.com. To book all of our our hotels when we travel, because after you book nine or after you book ten nights, they average out what you spent, and you get that as a credit towards a free night, right? And I mean, a few years ago, when we, when I, when I used to travel a lot, or mm-hmm. we used to travel a lot, um, you know, we were it adds able up. to. Adds well, up yeah, quick. I mean, you, you you had gotten us flights, believe this or not, out of Vegas to Rome. Rome for 600 bucks each. Right. And we didn't have to pay for the hotels because we had that much credit on so hotels.com. So we spent like five nights. Or, I said yeah. that to say this, <laughs> that Anna books all of our travel. So when we, and it's on her account. Right. So every time we get to a hotel, <laughs> like, I'm not Terry Goodlad. I'm Mr. Tigre. <laughs> you get to be Mr. Tigre for a day. You must feel so good. And Anna just stands <laughs> with this big, big, huge grin on her face. Every I time. told you to change your name to Terry Tigre. I'm not going to be Terry Tigre. Could you imagine? That sounds like a stripper name, like Terry Tigre. <laughs> you might make some extra. I live in Vegas. My name's Terry Tigre. What extra, people go, no one will ever take me money. serious. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see these you, clothes come you off. Can you can just practice your moves. If you want to see these clothes come off, we can do a vlog. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. They're not coming off. Well, 
It is what no, it is. For anybody I think but you, it's very com- common now. I think it's very common now uh-huh. for husband and wives yeah, to so not. So is it for guys to shave their legs, but I'm not doing that either. No, 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 no. Not saying that. I'm just saying for husband and, husbands and wives to not share the same last name. I think it's more common. I think more it's common. more common, yeah. 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 I don't think it's expected. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It works for us. I think it works great. I mean, you're Anna Tigre, right? You, you, and, and from that point, you had a brand with your clothing company, with as a model, as a professional athlete. Right. You had a brand. And, right. and I had my own, you know, brand as a photographer. I'm not changing So you mind. couldn't be Terry Tigre. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to start over fresh. Forget it. <laughs> Still time. <laughs> Not changing my name, Terry, to something else. Or you mean the last name. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, where were we? We oh, were, we, we're uh, starting you know our we didn't show. Do? What? Our, our show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. <laughs> owned by Anna Tigre. <laughs> we're using Anna Tigre's building where the studio is. Uh, but Terry Goodlad's equipment to record the show. It just works. It just works. <laughs> I wanted to talk about, today I want to talk about, okay, I just had this grand epiphany, okay, so you got to bear with me. Mm-hmm. I had this grand epiphany mm-hmm. as we were driving into work today, mm-hmm. and it sort of started on the weekend. I, I, you know, when I retired three weeks ago, I had big, big fat plans of I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to start shooting again and shooting what I want to shoot. I'm going to publish my magazine again, my digital magazine. I'm going to be writing on my website. I'm going to start vlogging again. We're doing these podcasts. We're doing, you know, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. And nobody's telling me what to do anymore. I'm just doing what I want to do. Right. right. We're three weeks into it, and nothing's changed. Nothing. I did get up Saturday morning because you told me Friday night that you'd be sorely disappointed if I didn't start vlogging on Saturday. That's right. So I got up at the crack of five. Yeah. It's dark outside, put on all my hiking gear and our house backs onto like the desert, onto a mountain. Yeah. Right. And so I went out there with my vlogging camera and I climbed up on top of this mountain and I was going to film the sunrise and, and then do this really deep and touching monologue and like that. And so I, I did all that, climbed back down the mountain plug my uh, GoPro camera into, uh, and I was using a GoPro to vlog with, and plugged it into the computer, and the card had a problem with it, and there was <laughs> no, none of the footage was accessible. Uh, it's so frustrating when that happens. Yeah, you know, but I was sitting up there on that mountain, and, and, and I was thinking about, you know, why can't I get my button gear and do all the stuff that I want to do so badly? I truly want to do it, mm-hmm. right? And I was driving to work this morning, and it came to me, and what it is is that's it comes down to expectations. So what are your expectations? Well, expectations in the sense of what I expect for myself and therefore what I'm willing to sacrifice in order to meet those expectations. Does that make sense? So what, no. So what is, what is wrong with your expectations okay, that you're well, not getting it done? Okay, so, you know, due to kids and illness and surgeries and stuff like that, I haven't trained for a year. You had a tough year. <laughs> Prior to that, yeah. I trained basically six days a week. Right. That was an expectation. For what? 50 years. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, almost 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. 45. For half of a century. Um, You know, and I'd miss maybe a day or a week or I'd have an injury or have to have a surgery or be in the hospital, whatever. You'd miss little bits here and there. But for the most part, that was my expectation. I trained every day. Right. Right. And so every day I got up and so I adjusted everything to accommodate that at the most opportune time in my day. So that was a priority for me. Mm -hmm. So the expectation was, is that I prioritized my time in the gym. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Wasn't a lot of time. It was like an hour, right? But I prioritized that time because it made me better. No matter what, you get that done. Yeah, got that done. Yeah. Now, I haven't been doing it for a year. I've managed to get back to the gym three times. <laughs> yeah. In like a week and a half, two weeks, whatever yeah. it's been. Yeah. Right, because it's not, because other things get pushed out of the way. Right. You see? And I was thinking. It's a new routine. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I understand. And we're talking about, we're talking to Brenda this morning and we're talking about lottery tickets. They went out to buy some ridiculous, what is it, a billion dollars or some stupid thing. The, the California, right. one of the California. Brenda dollars. works here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda's our, our we love Brenda. But um, she was talking about buying a lottery ticket. And so we had this conversation. I was telling her when I was a cop, there was somebody that, you know, they don't advertise this kind of stuff because they don't want people to stop buying lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. But uh, they were talking about people, you know, where are they now? And they picked a number of winners of this lottery in Canada. They all end up broke. They all end broke. And a lot of them surprisingly were dead. Really? Yeah. Why? Well, just, and, and I, again, I'm blaming it on expectations, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And the thing is, is that I think you expect that that money is going to, and like Brenda says, you know, it's a lot of money, but you'd be surprised how fast it, it, until it's gone. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. But that's the thing. We get something like that, that like a number that is so fantastic, like a million dollars. Yeah. So fantastic if you're used to earning maybe 50,000. Right. And struggling with a mortgage and bills and credit cards, stuff yeah. like that. So you think it's endless. Well, you think it's endless, but it's not. Right. Right. And then you look up and all of a sudden it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and all m- your relatives and friends that come out. Right. And want something for free. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so I was thinking about expectations. So it, all of this. To say. On the background of success. Success being a parent. Success being a spouse. Uh, and we've talked about that. We've talked about turning our marriage around and we've talked about having kids, being good at business, doing, you know, do all the stuff that we do yeah. and all the plans I had. And what I realized is that I'm not, I, I've got the desire it's there. And so we talk about motivation, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about motivation being the problem or lack thereof for not succeeding at things. And I think it's a little bit more mechanical than that. You know, I got a buddy named Tom Richardson and Tom said this about motivation. He said, you never lose motivation. Your motivation just shifts direction. You know, I want to go to the gym. I'm highly motivated to go to the gym until I come home, have a bite to eat. Then I just want to sit on the couch. Well, you haven't lost motivation. You're just more motivated to sit on the couch than you are to go to the gym, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. And so again, those motivate, that motivation oftentimes is controlled by expectations. Don't Mm. you think? Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, I never thought about it like that way. Like, I expect that every day I go to the gym. Terry Goodlad goes to the gym every day, no matter what. That's right. my expectation of myself. Yeah. I go and I execute on that 10 times. I realize that's very entirely possible. Mm-hmm. And so now I have confidence that that's something I can hold myself to. That's an expectation I can have for myself. Yeah. Motivation's got nothing to do with that then. You so this motivation that's this that ever-shifting has, motivation, yeah. expectations are not. They're but solid. That has always been something I use um, when I coach people is you can't rely on motivation. No. Because motivation is only there right in the beginning. You know, you're motivated to get started. And then when you're seeing results, but there's like lots of dead spots that you are not going to be motivated to go to the gym. You just do it because it's... Because you're motivated your to something else that looks like a better deal at the right, time. Right, right. You know, sitting on a couch, it's nice and warm, it's cold outside, or it's dark. You rationalize you know, it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No, that there's no doubt about that. 
uh, I I never you know thought about it in in a way of uh, expectations. But, but this is the thing: like the fitness industry is all predicated on motivation. You know, here we're going to motivate you. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. no. Right. Set an expectation. Hold yourself to it. It takes discipline. Mm-hmm. But motivation, if you're counting on motivation, you're going to make it to the gym, you know, like everybody does at, at New Year's. You're <laughs> going to make it for a couple of weeks and then you're never going to go back. Sure. Motivation is just, don't follow the motivation star. Hmm. Set expectations So for what yourself. are you changing now for this week? Well, what I'm doing is I'm just holding myself to things. So what I'm doing is I'm making appointments. I'm going to make, I'm going to hold you accountable to whatever you say right now. So. You don't even have to, cause I'm doing it myself. <laughs> no, you know what I should, I, I I'm going to actually, that's part of my strategy is I, I'm going to set appointments. Like, like I had to go to the doctor this week at seven 30. I knew I had to leave the house at six 30 to get there. Mm-hmm. So I got myself up at 5.30 to get myself ready, fix my hair, do my makeup. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. And get dressed and go, have a meal, go. Yeah. And uh, and then and then what I did is I made sure I was there and I got there, you know, early. I was mm-hmm. supposed to get there five minutes early. I got there early. By and then the from way, there, I went to the barber. Yeah. I went to the barber and got my beard trimmed. And then I went to the gym and I trained. And you, you, were, you were trying to get to the barber for... Two or three weeks. Right. right? And I didn't get there. And right. so what was the expectation? Well, if my beard gets a little woolly, who cares? Right. Right. I'll just look like a lumberjack. You start breaking. No, you it. look like a slob, <laughs> you know, me, <laughs> you know? And so that's just it. I changed my expectations that day and said, no, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. And so I went. And I, you know, on that note. So, so here, here's where I was going. No, I have I, I, something to say. No, I have something way more important to say. Okay. You say first. <laughs> What I did is I set an appointment for myself and I went to the doctor. Then I set an appointment for myself to get my beard done and a time to be at the gym. I set an appointment for your doctor. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you so you realize that you're able to do those things. You just haven't been... Put a mark on the wall that I had to hit. Yeah. And then the expectation I have for myself is that if I put that mark there, I'm a guy, and this is my self-talk now. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I sound like a self-help person, but I set a standard for myself and what that standard, that expectation is when I say I'm going to do something, I'm a guy that does that. That's one of those foundational things about my character is if I put that mark in that wall, I'm going to achieve that mark no matter what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I set that expectation for myself first, then it's simply a matter of putting a mark on the wall. So now if I have to work out, I set an appointment for when I'm going to work out. That's just like going to the doctor. Right. Right. Or going on a date, us going out to the movies, the movie starts at seven 30. We're going to be there at seven o'clock, get some we popcorn, always, yeah. you know, have a glass of wine. And then we're going to go in and, uh, and watch the movie. Right. And so it's the same thing. You know, we got to get Jesse to school at a certain time or we got to pick him up at a certain time. We don't just wander in there whenever we feel like it or just, Hey, pff, I'm not going to pick him up today. I'll get him tomorrow instead. Mm-hmm. Right. We're so, there on time. so, so that's the thing is I just set appointments now on my calendar and those are appointments just like any other important uh, appointment. If it's in the calendar, it's important. Right. If it's not important, I don't put it in the calendar. You just let your day go and then... And then I hit those marks. And so that's, that's the change I'm making this week with the podcast, with the vlog. We're going to do the podcast every day now. We're going to do it five days a week, Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And so that goes into the calendar. And, and it gets done. And, and it's going to be the same thing with the vlog and working out and all those things that I want to achieve to make my life the way I want it to make it, want it to be. So instead of just saying, well, I tried that. Oh, I tried. I can't get to the gym. That's right. not good enough. Right. You see what I mean? 
Because you're basically cutting off the excuses that we give ourselves when the expectations. I give myself a foundation. If I put it in my calendar, I'm the kind of guy that commits to those things. And if I put it in the calendar, it gets done. Mm -hmm. That's the expectation I put on myself. Right. And then what I do is then I put those things into the calendar that I want to get done. Yeah. Those new things that are changes that I'm going to have to shuffle things around. So everything else becomes a lower priority to whatever's in that calendar. I'm going to use that too. You're going to try it? I like it. Well, I think because we all work within a comfort zone, right? And if we get 10% lower or 10% higher of our comfort zone, we'll always push to get back in that comfort zone. Yeah. But then how do we grow? And so comfort has to stop being the measuring stick for happiness in life. That's interesting because I... I um I listened to this sermon on on Sunday that was exactly about that and I'm like Joel Osteen? Um yeah it was it was Joel's yeah it was Joel's sermon but um it was like you know what that's so true because sometimes we're so uncomfortable and we just want that discomfort to go away but that's where you grow you think about it if you're an athlete and you go to the gym if you ever feel sometimes like I'm just so tired of growing. <laughs> and well, then it's like you listen to a sermon you're like oh, okay but we've talked about balance we've yeah. talked about balance on this podcast do you feel your life was balanced my life wasn't balanced over the summer do you think it's balanced now it's much better now it's better but is it where you want it to be no no and so what has to change yeah. and why is it not where you want it to be mm-hmm. because it gets uncomfortable or inconvenient Right. And we want to go back to comfortable. Yes. Now, if it was in balance, would you be happier and more comfortable for longer throughout your whole day? Because you've achieved the things that you wanted to do. Absolutely. How many dates have we been on in the last month? We tried to go on one. Right. <laughs> it was a But fail. we were supposed to go on a date and we yeah. had to be back by five. And we were going right. on. We ended up actually finally leaving to go on the date at 3.30. Right. So now it's like, okay, 30 minutes yeah. drive time. Hurry up and have go. your date. <laughs> yeah. So now it was going, let's go have coffee. And it's like, you know what? Screw this. Let's just go get our son and go home and yeah. forget the babysitter. And Right. Right? Because we didn't honor the time it was supposed to start. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to have the date, but we didn't honor the start time. So it's not a date anymore. It's just a hurry up and go burn up an hour and a half of our lives. Yeah. 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 You see what I'm saying? Now... So again, you got to set a standard and expectation. What's my standard for a date? A date should be something that draws us closer together, rejuvenates our ration, strengthens that bond. We share ideas. And and, and when we do, when we have that close, close bond, we leave there. And then the little problems that come up are just become so small because, because we're strong together. That is true, but what what about the times that it just life happens and it just doesn't allow you to do that? You know, my theory is you make the best with what you have. Maybe plan better for next time, but it's still, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, right. sometimes you plan something and it's just you, 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 you can't. And I don't always do that. If right. it's not right, I just trash the whole thing and right. go on to the next thing. You do. Yeah. You trash the movies that you make and pictures that you take. I'm like, no, but that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> But that's as like I want it to it's be. It's how about kind of like a the best you know, I can do in some somewhere in the middle where you always strive for the perfect date, but sometimes maybe an hour at the coffee shop uninterrupted, no kids, no business, you know, just kind of like time for ourselves 
is better than not have any time for ourselves at all. So here comes, here comes the big question then. That, that's a really good point. And, and I think that's, that's a way to live your life. Right. But but I'm not saying don't plan for the, you know, for the right. perfect date. It's just sometimes it's like And see is, the thing of it is, is, is if I have. shoot a bad picture, I'm I'm angry with myself and I'm not going to I'm not gonna make that okay. I'm not gonna put that out there and say, That's fine, even though I didn't hit the mark, I'll do it next time. Because if I lower the bar to make substandard okay then it becomes easier to be substandard. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. And I, that's not what I'm saying. You and I have two completely different characters <laughs> in this regard because you're more organic about life. You roll with the punches and I don't roll so well because we, I we, set the bar pretty high for myself. Yeah. But that's how I've gotten to I where think, I am I in the things also, that I've done. I think also we come from two very different cultures. Right. And if you get to the bottom of it, you know, you come from a country where um, if you don't plan, you you will die in the wintertime. Right. Right? Like you, you, you never leave. And you're an idiot if you do. If you come from Saskatchewan and it's wintertime, if it's February right. and you're going to drive, I'm going to drive two hours to go visit my, three hours to go visit my granny. Right. If you don't take some survival gear with you, yeah. you're an idiot. Right. If you, you don't get in that die. car, like I you go to LA die. and I always take an extra pair of shoes with me <laughs> right. and I always take some sort of a jacket or something like that because summer or winter, if I, if it's 115 degrees, I can't be wearing my flip flops and shorts walking down the highway. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to need some coverage, right? Right. And I'm going to need some extra water. And you I'm all, gonna, you, you were, you know, prepared to, to think that way. Also like, you know, you were raised by your grandmother in, in her time. Right. If, if she didn't plan ahead, she would run out of food during the this, winter. This is a woman that, that went out to get water. She chopped the a hole in the pond. Right. You know, she's got four kids in, inside the house. She's got a wood stove. She's chopping a hole to get water. Right. You know, and, and so, yeah, and so if you don't prepare, you, you starve to death or you're die. You're raised with that mentality. Well, I come from a country where, um, even though the majority of the people are poor and I, you know, I didn't grow up poor. I, I was like high middle class, but, um, the, the, the country in itself, we have a thing, a, a mindset that you celebrate the small things cause you might never have a chance to celebrate the big things. Mm -hmm. And so if it's soccer, if it's carnival, if it's whatever it is, you know what? It's okay to take that day and be happy, although, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, although, you know, your life is not where you should be. You don't wait until it is to be happy. And so there has been actually studies on the Brazilian uh, population mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they're happier than most, even though the conditions are not that great. And see, it, that's a thing that I love about you and I love about being around you and your family. But I come from a place that is the opposite. Very, very different. You know, if I'm out in the bush when I'm a kid and I'm out hunting for food for the day, if I don't kill something, right. I'm not going to eat. Right. And see where, again, I come from, okay, a SWAT cop. Right. So if, if I decide, well, I'm going to cut a corner here, somebody's going to potentially end up dead. Mm -hmm. And so it's literally life and death. There's either perfection or death. It's one of the two. 
Right. Or, or just like a tremendous amount of luck, but that luck is going to run out and somebody's going to end up dead. So it's, it's not okay to lower the bar. Yeah. You have to always raise the bar. And so expectations become almost ridiculous. Now, the, the difficult thing I've had, and, and you know this because you have to live with me, is that there are times when it's not life and death, but I still treat them as if it is. Right. Because now you're in a different world right. where it really isn't. And, and I think that's where, you know, because you have helped me with, you know, parts of my character. I used to be super laid back, mm-hmm. <laughs> too laid back. And you're like, especially when we had kids, it's like, you just can't. You have to be way more prepared. You have you to can't be run way out of more. milk because you have to be, daddy's going at one in the morning to go buy milk. You can't run out of milk just because there's a 24-hour Vons down the street. Yeah, you can run out of milk in <laughs> Vegas. You cannot run out of milk in California, Southern California. <laughs> right. Right. In, in the San Diego County, and, you and can't it, run out of milk. And that no has always been, I mean, but at the same you're, you're time. Better, you're better. You're going to have better luck hijacking a goat off a farm down there and getting milk <laughs> than you are finding it in a store. No, but at the same time, that that way of being has allowed us to travel nonstop, even though we had three little three toddlers, you right. know, like I see certain moms and this is not like a, a bash on anybody. I'm just saying like with you, when we first got Jesse, you were like, we'll never travel again for five years, you know, because kind of like that's your culture. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like we've traveled everywhere. And especially here because you can pack, but if you run out of something, oh my gosh, there's a there's a shopping mall every 20 miles with everything that you need, right. diapers, milk, whatever, whatever, right? So I've always felt like, Let's just do it. And see, I would rather just pack everything you need, be self-sufficient. <laughs> right. If something and, happens, if the van breaks down, how do we keep the kids I, fed? I completely agree that my way is not the best way. Do, do you think most guys are like me and most women are like you? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that there's a variety of people, both sex. Like, I have... I have it's not gender. I don't think it's gender specific. I think it's... It's personality plus the way you're raised. I think it's culture. It's a combination of, of the two. I I come from, like I said, you know, like my culture, um, we celebrate little things in a big way. And I think... That's good for me. I, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, a lot of Latin countries mm-hmm. are like that. You can see it. Yes. But because if you... If you're not that way and you're just focused on your day to day, you understand that a lot of people, their life will never, ever change. There's no, it's not like in America that if you work hard, you're going to move forward. Right. It really doesn't matter, you know, your past, what you've been into. If you, you know, you can always change your life and like in a huge way. Where and in, in many, many countries, most countries, it's you, not like it's that. It's not that's like that. You're kind of, if you're born into... Where are you socioeconomically born into? That's kind of where you're going to stay. You're going to stay that way. Statistically, it's very low possibility of you changing that. Absolutely. And so, you know, we learn to celebrate, like on, on Sundays, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic, like you, everybody's having a barbecue and a little party and people are dancing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's where I come from, right. you know? And so, but I think a mix of the two, it might be the best. And so going back to, you know, the things that achieving or not achieving is, is, is the same thing. It's like, so if you can't have the best workout, just don't work out at all. Try again tomorrow. 
or just go so, do something. Just do something. And see, I think like, like there's sometimes your way of doing things drives me absolutely nuts. <laughs> you know, no. like how could you not see that you were going to run out of milk? It's one in the morning. I got to get my ass out of bed and drive over to someplace and buy milk now. Why couldn't we do this at five o'clock in the morning? That's right? just the disclaimer. Now, now the that doesn't side, happen anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> that but, was just in the beginning. But the thing is, is that I'm thinking like, your way comes with so many other benefits because you bring all the sunshine and happiness into our home. There's just so much love there and there's so much acceptance and nobody ever feels like they're an annoyance. Mm -hmm. I must drive you nuts <laughs> because everything's got to be so, everything's got to be spick and span, in, or everything's got to have a place, be in its place. And when it's not, it's just like I'm annoyed. Right. Does that not drive you crazy? It, um, some, sometimes some, it doesn't drive me crazy. I don't think that's what it is, but sometimes it's like used to make me a little uptight, like, okay, you know, everything has to be perfect in order for us to relax and have fun. And that is so the opposite of where, you come. where I came from, yep. you know, where I come from, everything is focused on the family. So, you know, like our family is you and me. Uh, Jesse and the dogs now, right? And so, hey, maybe maybe today was not the best day and maybe tomorrow we have to do better. But you know what? We're all together tonight. Let's just celebrate <laughs> that, you okay, know, instead so of being like real rigid. Yet, yet I see the benefit on balancing out the both. So here's the $20 million question. <laughs> 20 million? Uh, I'm the less flexible guy. By, by, by definition, mm -hmm. being that super organized, super clean guy, uh, you have to be less flexible. You are the more flexible one. You've had to do a lot more adjusting than I have. How do you make, how do you make it work where I don't drive you up a wall where you can't stand to be with me? Cause I don't, I don't think you feel that way. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought you here today. How do you, how do you make it work? I mean, um, I've, I've, I've relaxed. I've relaxed somewhat. You've relaxed a lot. Yeah. But I still set that bar very high for myself. I think that, you know, <laughs> are we being honest? Think, think okay. of it, no, you need to be honest because yeah. honestly, we're not the only ones that deal with this. Right, right. Right. There's others that deal with this. And the thing of it is, is I wouldn't trade you or the way you are for all the rice in China. The I, times that you've gotten really involved at work and there's a lot of stress and with kids and stuff like that and you started to become more like me yeah you hated it's, it it's like baby please i you know just i'm, I'm here but don't don't i'm not your role model okay just yeah. be you that that's funny though it is true like when but me, when you become more like me it irritates the crap out of me because it just feels the house feels so empty and cold, cold. yeah yeah you know what i mean um and that was actually funny to me when you brought that up because i'm like Okay, well, that's the example you're setting. I'm just trying, you know, to follow through. But um, I, I think I think this. I to, for me, um, there's two things that I focus on. First of all, um, you are rigid that way. Yet uh, there's a completely different side of your personality, which is the creative part, the artist. And in many ways, you are just like bouncing off the walls for even for me because i like 
routine. I like structure in a different way. I like, you know, I can I can go to like the same restaurants every week and the same vacation spots every, you know, like I'm... And I want to change it up all the time. And you're changing it up all the time. And then we plan something and then you're like, oh, but you know, we planned that, but this is better. So let's just change <laughs> and that. that. Drives I'm like, and I'm like, no, I <laughs> was all... And then change my mind and go back and we're going to do it anyway. Exactly. So, so yeah. there is that, that keeps, you know, the fun and the balance. Um, I also think that when you when you marry somebody, you you know that was like that was not a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. We dated for four to five years before we got married, and it's like there is a number of things about. So it's like okay, he's rigid and he plans and all like that, but that also makes it so he has all of these qualities that made me attracted to him because I think a lot of people, they are very attracted to somebody else. And then when they're in a relationship, they want to change them. And it's like, that makes no sense because like you saw with me, you push for change so much, then they change and you're like, oh, but all the things that I loved about you are not there anymore. Well, you can't have both. And you know what I've learned, what I've learned in this. And, and, and I think this is the thing, you know, there's, there's, in our relationship, there was so much that you brought into my life that wasn't there. So in other words, what that means, if you step back and look at it is, these are things that I don't have in my life. These are not part of my, that's not my character. Mm -hmm. And you made life just so beautiful and warm and sexy and fun. And, you know, I, you know, I I didn't have to feel bad about being a man, you know, and, and I didn't have to feel bad about, you know, uh, meaning I, you know, if I had desires for you, that was welcomed and encouraged. If I wanted to open the doors, you just graciously, you know, you didn't make me feel bad because I wanted to open a door or carry the, out the garbage or, you know, you just let me do those things, you know, and you're always smiling. You're always happy. You're dancing to music at home. You're running around in a tank top in your panties. And, you know, it's just this awesome utopia, right? Now, the other side of it is we run out of milk or the garbage, <laughs> the garbage can gets, gets full or, or the dishes don't get put, done or put away or, you know, stuff like that, right? Well, but, it, but the thing of it is, is what I learned is, and it was the day that I realized that you were starting to become more like me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so first of all, I thought, how in the hell does she put up with me? But if you realize that there's things in my personality must bring benefit to you, uh, what it was then is it's just like, and okay, there's things that I can let go of because they're not life and death things. I can, I can let go of some things, but I'm not going to lose myself. Well, and that was going to be my second thing. It's like, if you're able to take in the other person without feeling bad about the way you are, because... You know, at some point, it's got to be like this. Okay, Terry, you know, let's let's find a, a, a you know a compromise because where we can we yeah. can both be happy and we can both be who we are. Because I can spend my whole life trying to be like you, and you just got a little taste of that. But I will never be that way because it's against, and then I'll be very unhappy because I'm not being who I am, and vice versa. Because if I was annoyed by you always trying to be this way, well, then you know, you would have to spend your days right. feeling bad about yourself. Right. So, but going back, there's, you don't have to be so rigid that is saying like, my way is the only way. So it's like, okay, he's saying that what, what are the benefits of changing a little bit? You know, you don't have to change well, completely. You know, one of the things I change is, mm. is like, I like, I want my bed made every morning. Yeah. Right. And, and about every 
two days I want the sheets changed and washed and they're all crisp and tight and the bed's tight and yeah. and then I want the floor vacuumed with all the lines going in the right and then way and stuff like that. when you finish making your bed all the dogs and kids are jumping yeah, on exactly. it. exactly. <laughs> and I'm standing there going but just just leave it one minute. I just yeah. want to look at it for a minute. <laughs> I want to take a picture. Yeah. But uh, but the thing of it is is what I do now is I just make that one of my priorities. I, I, I don't let go of that thing but I don't expect you to do that for me. Right. So I just make the bed. I just change the bed and I do the lot. And, and, and on that note, I make the bed. I just don't bounce quarters of them. No, you make it. But the thing of it is, is no, and this is the thing, you know, the, the bedspread is there, but it's not perfectly square on the bed. The lines are not running, you know, but you've got it all pulled. Everything's covered up. You know, the pillows are propped up together. They look good. But I take the pillows and I shake them down and I fluff them up big and puffy and nice. And, and then I put them on there. So all I do is even if you make the bed, sometimes I just go behind you and I just sort of but do it Terry, the way I want to do it. You never, ever, ever push your chair back on the dining room table when you when you get up for 10 years but you told me that and now i started doing it no you don't really yeah i thought i did never okay i'm gonna work on that. that's gonna be a goal and which this is, is the thing which I, is very interesting to me every time it makes me smile because i'm like how can that be mr organized yes you know but and i always walk in there and i always push everybody's chair in because these chairs are sticking out right and i didn't realize it was me i, just, I don't even think about it i just do it right right but this is the thing. I think, I think when you meet somebody, and if they're exactly, exactly like you, if they're your twin. It, it goes back to the expectations, I guess. Which yes. That's where we started. <laughs> right. And that's just it. If, if you have expectations that somebody's going to be exactly like you, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're probably somebody that is so in love with yourself that you want somebody that's just like you. And, and, you know, they say opposites attract and stuff like that, but I think opposites sometimes can create more friction than attraction over time. Right. Unless you're open-minded, you stop and you reevaluate. Like I had to do when you started to become like me and it was like, Oh God, <laughs> please right? don't be like that. Yeah. Um, what it was is I started to focus on the things I missed about you and I wanted to get those things back. Mm -hmm. And so I worked really, really hard to get those things back. But they're also the things that drive me up a wall sometimes. <laughs> but you know when they stop driving me up a wall? I don't expect you to make the bed. And I prefer that you don't make the bed. And I don't expect you to make sure there's enough milk in the house because I just make sure if it's short, I just check and I just go get the milk. And I just, I, I, don't, I don't pick on you about it. And, you know, the kitchen being clean. You know what? I just take great pride now in making sure that when we get up in the morning, everything's organized, everything's all squared up, you know, on the t on the thing and all the utensils, all the things are put away, you know, that you don't have a toaster sitting out and a blender sitting out and all the Let's, stuff in the yeah, counter. I, all the knives are going into the knife block the same direction. On that note, my kitchen is clean. You can, you know, you can... Oh, it is. It's very, very clean, but it's not quite... It bugs me when the knives are put it knives are put into the knife block and one's going left and one's going right. I want them right. going all the same direction, right. right? So so you know, like if I was a slob, I right. could see like, okay, this is not clean. And, and the little spoon dish there, <laughs> why would it be on the left hand side? Because we're both right handed and we use it on the right it's on the right hand. It should never be on the left side, right? And it should always be perfectly square. So I just go and do those things myself. Yeah. And I don't expect you to be like me and do them the same way. You and know? That, and that's what I do too. And so when I go, I'm not I I don't when have an expectation. When your pajamas are in that cubby hole. Yes. <laughs> I, I always put it away. I don't have an expectation that you're going to do the kitchen the same way I do. And so if I want it done that way, I just go do it myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, and I'm not angry about it. It's just, I, I have fun setting it up the way I want. And so I think that's the biggest change. And, 
and 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 that's the thing. Careful when you go to change somebody, because almost a hundred percent of the time, it's like how many women do you know that marry some guy and then they're gonna, you know, they 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 fell in love with him because he's a certain way, but once you get married, now you know we're gonna get him, we're gonna change him, right? And then now now this guy becomes a eunuch and he's not attractive, and now you're you're looking at you know, thunder down under and wish your husband was like that. Well, <laughs> he was when you met him, <laughs> yeah. you know, but you, you expect this and, change. And, and it, it goes both ways too. Totally, like, totally. You know, you, you, you start dating a girl and then pretty soon. Yeah. Like, she, was the wanna, girl, she was a girl that had the low cut thing and the short shorts on and stuff like that. And but now, now we're married and we don't right. want anybody looking at her like that. So let's get her a great big, you know, one piece oak barrel to put on when she goes to the beach. And, right. And yeah, let's no. spend no money on clothes, you know, right. and and, and, like and that. makeup is frivolous. And no, no, no. I want you to look, you know, your very, very best. And so this is a lesson I've learned by changing so, this woman to the point where she was more like me. And I thought, good Lord, no, you know, <laughs> and so just work to go back the other way. And, and now what it is, is I, it's, it's like anything. If, if we come into this shop every day and go, man, I hate this, this, place you know if we keep telling ourselves all the negatives you know the floor is always dirty there's you know that cobweb is always you know if you just come in here and focus on the positives right there's negative and positive in everything if you focus on the negatives in your relationship that's all you're going to see and that's what we talked about in our last podcast you know criticizing oh, we your did too, yeah too. criticizing your significant other right. this is a it, you know, it's an well, I think expectations, yeah. if you, if you want to change something in your life, if you focus on the difficulties and how inconvenient it is and how, how hard it is to get to the gym every day, then at some point you're going to just quit going. Right. But if you focus on or the you, positives. If you, if you expect to, after a year, you know, out of the gym, going back in there and training at the same right. level or even at 50%. Like I did. And I wrote this article. I, I got to share this stupid story because it's just, it's just classic Terry Goodlatte, right? Right. So going to the gym, I haven't done legs in at least a year, maybe a year and a half, right? So I get into the gym and I was just doing some biceps. Uh, I was just going to do one body part a day, uh, <laughs> you know? And so I go in there and then I, I look in the mirror and I go, oh my God, this legs look like they should have a note tied to them. Like I'm a homing pigeon or something. Right. <laughs> That's not and true. so I just goes, okay, I got to go do some leg press. So I go over to buy the leg press and there's this meatball trainer there with a meatball, <laughs> with a, a slightly lesser meatball client. Sure. And of course the client is there. This dude's got six plates aside on the leg press. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's getting under this thing and he's just, Ugh, uh, and he gets under this thing and he grabs it and snaps it and doing the whole thing, right? And I thought, hmm. But they looked at me like, what do you want, old man? Right. So I just did my warm up with one plate, you know, and they're kind of looking at me and kind of snickering. Okay, fine. So I loaded it up with six plates. I did a very, very easy 12 reps. I hang it up and then I get up and I pick up my phone and I'm looking at my phone and I'm purposely like I'm sucking wind, but I'm not going to show them, right? So I purposely close my mouth and I'm just breathing through my nose and I'm just thumbing through my phone and then I kind of yawned and like this and then I get under to do another set. These guys were done doing leg press. Oh they just got up, loft-loaded all their stuff and went away and Guys did, did are did so funny. Well, it was totally an ego thing. Right. I left the gym and I had a hard time getting down the stairs. <laughs> By the time I got home, I could not move. Right. I couldn't move. I'm starting to limber up a little bit today, and this is like three days later. And if that was me, why do you, would you have told me? I say, I would say, Anna, <laughs> leave your ego at the door. You're here for you, not for anybody else. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but that's what we do. So expectations. I went in there thinking, you know, no, I mean, give it, give it six months and I'll, you know, be back to doing a dozen plates aside, right? Sure. But, but that's the thing. It's just expectations. I expected I should still be the stud. I'm 59 years old. I'm not going to be doing what I was doing at 30, you know? Right. But, Especially uh, the first day back. Bingo. Right. <laughs> okay. So are you, after this podcast, now you have so much perspective. Well, what I've learned today is, you know, doing a, a pod, like this is a big thing, doing a podcast every day. Oh, what a commitment. It's, it's 30 minutes of our life every morning that, you know, it's not hard to do. And doing a vlog, doing two or three vlogs a week is not a hard thing to do. It's just, you got to commit to it. Understand it's going to be inconvenient at times. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be, wow, what ideas will I have to talk about today? But you just work at it and come up with it and set other things aside. And that becomes your priority. And then the things you want to achieve in life, you'll achieve them if you just commit and do them. And so your expectation for me, my expectation had to be, if I put this into my calendar, Terry Goodlad always completes whatever he puts down in his calendar every day. Whatever he promises he's going to do, he does. Mm -hmm. And so I created that. Now, I haven't always done that in the past, but that's the guy I want to be. And so I made that commitment to myself. That's my expectation now is I now am that guy. Okay, we're, we're all going to hold you accountable. Do it. <laughs> that's what I want. I want everybody to say, hey, I thought you said. Yeah. But I never want to hear them say it. I never want to feel like that failure. So that will drive me to set stuff aside, be uncomfortable, and push through the hard stuff because I don't want to be humiliated. I'm going to set myself some goals too so I can be accountable. And the other thing is, I guess that came from this podcast, it was an unintended thing, but um, you know, if you're married to somebody and they're different than you, that's probably a good thing. That's probably why one of the reasons why you got together in the first place don't try to change him. Don't change your, your girl. Don't change your guy. Just focus on the positives they bring. And there's always going to be negatives. Like me, I'm super organized. You know, you never have to worry about running out of gas, getting a flat tire, uh, being unprepared on a hike, anything like that. You know you're safe, right? You know you're always safe. Absolutely. Right? This is the guy that practices boxing, practices shooting, stays in shape so I can protect you no matter what. You never go out there and fear that, right? Right. But... <laughs> Sometimes that can go just a little bit too far. So with me, you know, we're probably not going to get shot by, yeah, we're not going to get shot by a MIG, you know, from 30,000 feet <laughs> square up. So I don't have to prepare for that. Right. <laughs> true, true. Right. True. So, so it's just finding those boundaries that work within the confines of your relationship, but let each other be who you are and just let the relationship work and focus on the positive because there's going to be positive and negative with every personality type. That's, that's the right. truth. That's what I, that's what I think. And then whatever you say that doesn't suit me, I just let it go. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Which is another one of my favorite things. <laughs> Honey, I need this really, really bad. Okay. <laughs> Honey, where's that thing? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I got busy today. <laughs> <laughs> hey you ask how i you know how i did it <laughs> just ignore it <laughs> well with that i'm going to take my beautiful wife into the office we're going to have a business meeting and get on with our day things are rocking here at the shop you got a lot of stuff going on here oh, i'm so excited yeah mm -hmm. okay thank you everyone for listening we'll be back tomorrow tomorrow because this week it's every day this week we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of good lad unscripted the podcast <laughs>